0: Clover gives you the power to run a smarter, faster restaurant.
1: See everything in real time with the kitchen display system. Streamline takeout and delivery with online ordering. With the right tech, quick service is getting even
2: quicker. Clover. Accept payments, run your business, and sell more.
1: For a limited time only, visit Clover.com to get a $450 statement credit on qualified hardware purchases. That's www.Clover.com.
0: If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national
3: park. Yellowstone, check.
0: Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know terms apply visit slash you know business pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the
1: block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's
2: mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar forty nine perfect with our classic fries Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends.
3: That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is
1: happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your more pitching podcast from pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates. And don't, oh, wait, hold on. Do not skip through this podcast. This is actually a very interesting one. I think there are a lot of intriguing players to discuss with the Pirates. They're going to face the Reds, and then they're going to face the Red Sox, which honestly isn't the worst to start the year because the Red Sox aren't as good of an offense. And it is Cincinnati uh, in Cincinnati. It is or <laughs> It is the Reds in Cincinnati, which is a little bit tougher. I don't know if I necessarily want to start these guys, but I want to have this conversation because I think there are some players that could be actually, maybe one of them is my biggest sleeper for 2023, and we'll get into that. Uh, but I'm reviewing all 30 starting pitching rotations across the month of January. Make sure you listen to all the other podcasts and get a full understanding of of all the options before I give you my top 200 starting pitching rankings in February, so let's get going with Roansy Contreras, who went five and five last year across 95 innings, a 3.79 ERA, 127 WHIP, and a 21% K rate with actually an, about a 10% walk rate. Contreras feels like he should be the best pitcher on the Pirates. I'm avoiding this. I call it the Wasker Inoa rule, where if you have a really good slider. But a fastball that allows a lot of hard contact, I am avoiding this. It's too volatile. It's too cherry bomb-esque. And Contreras' four-seamer last year, I know it was only 95-inning sample, still 43% hard contact. No! Sub-9% swing strike rate. He did throw harder earlier in the season, about 96 miles per hour, and then he was about 94-95 from the middle of August till the end of the year. Could have been fatigue, you could argue. Still, I don't buy into Contreras' fastball being good enough. And if it's not a good enough fastball, if it's not a two-pitch mix of two excellent pitches, I'm not in. And Considering, really, for all these guys here, we talk about the Pirates, not a high-win team. Do not expect them to get a ton of wins. And especially these younger guys, too, they're not going to likely put uh, up about 100-plus pitches. Maybe Mitch Keller, Rich Hill could do that. Maybe Baker, but Contreras and Ortiz... Velasquez and Joan Aviedo do not expect that longer leash. Maybe Contreras a little bit, he was able to go closer to the six innings. Still, I think all those factors mean that all P- Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates pitchers are at a disadvantage innately because of the team that they're on. Not to mention, the Pirates also aren't the best at development. We've seen this over the years. I know that they tried to really revamp it entering 2020. Still not the pinnacle of pitching development yet. And that will also inhibit their ceilings. So with all those factors, and again, Contreras' fastball, not a good one, I'm not in. I do love the slider. It gets a lot of whiffs. 24% swing strike rate last year. He has a curveball he can get strikes with, but I think this is too risky. And I'm not going to be chasing Ronny Contreras in my drafts in 2023. Rachel's a little bit more interesting. 8-7 record last year, 124 innings, 427 ERA, 130 whip, uh, 21% K rate, and a 7% walk rate. Keep in mind, it was with the Rays, and the Rays were limiting him. One day he'd throw seven innings, the next he'd go four innings, and the next one he'd also go four innings. We didn't really know what the Rays were going to allow him to do in a given start. I don't think that's going to be the case with the Pirates. Pirates are just going to say, great, we have somebody to get us innings, just go and do that to the best of your ability. Please, Rich until you find yourself on the IL again so you're going to see an IPS above five thankfully maybe even closer to six uh, from Rich Hill he'll be allowed to go 90 plus pitches I think constantly how good is it going to be that's another story the fastball has always been above a 30 percent CSW despite being about 88 miles per hour for Rich Hill which is staggering if you ask me and his curveball is still a really good pitch I think you're going to find Rich Hill to be a a decent streamer through the year kind of cherry bomb-esque I'm not going to pursue him in my 12-teamers. I'm not going to save him for that uh, red start at the beginning of the year. It's not the worst thing ever. 15-teamers, honestly, yeah. I'm fine with having Rich Hill for that first weekend. But don't expect too many innings, considering the massive injury risk of Rich Hill. And we are all just waiting for the season where it really falls apart. I don't think it was last season. I think the Rays kind of messed around with him a little too much for him to get any sort of consistency. He still had some great starts last year. And I think the 130 whip should get better as you shouldn't have a 9.1 hit per nine for another season. So Rich Hill is actually a decent streamer and someone to consider through the year. Mitch Keller, 5-12 record last year, 159 innings on the docket, 391 ERA, 1-4 whip, 20% K rate, and a 9% walk rate. I know, it's a 391 ERA, it's amazing, but the ERA really hurt you. Sorry, the, the whip really hurt you. He's a bit of a conundrum where his slider has incredible stuff plus numbers. One of the best sliders, according to Eno's uh, pitch quantifier. However, its location, oh boy, it would be all over the place. He threw some really bad located sliders either in the middle of the plate or well out of the zone. And it made him very inconsistent. That said, his four-seamer increased its velocity. I had that uh, tweet last year after you hit 100.9 on the gun in the in the off season. We saw a video of that, I believe, with Tread Athletics. And its hard contact rate dropped from 31% to 18.5. A sub-20 hard contact rate on your four-seamer is insane. You just don't see that. And that's really cool to see from Mitch Keller. I don't know if that's really believable for another season, but he did elevate with a purpose. In his final eight starts of the year, Mitch Keller had a 242 ERA and a 125 whip with a 24% K rate. Maybe this is somewhat legit. Um, I don't know if I believe the command overall for Mitch Keller to actually buy into a a breakout season. The 125 whip is still not great in those eight starts. But there is Blake Snell blueprint possibilities here with four seamers up and sliders down. Just stop throwing that dang sinker. It's not a good sinker. Really, just turn into a two-pitch pitcher with four seamers up, sliders down. That's what I want from Mitch Keller. I mean, the curveball, fine, can hang out too, but... That's it. That's all I want to see from Mitch Keller. Um, I wonder if we'll see it. I don't think we are, but that would actually be what I need to really lean in on Mitch Keller. Um, There are some other intriguing options, uh, including coffee cakes, Luis Ortiz, and and Vince Velasquez.
3: And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. So I don't know who the number four is
1: for the, the Pirates. I'm going to assume it's JT Baker who went 3-12 and 12 last year. Oh, boy. 144 uh, innings in the book, th- uh, 469 ERA, 147 whip, but he had a 23% K rate, 8% walk rate as well. His slider, this is kind of the story with the Pirates. All their guys have really good sliders. Uh, 23% swing strike rate last year, and a 66% strike rate. Also, the curveball is pretty decent, too. The sinker is reliant on called strikes, but it's not Brady Singer levels of called strikes, and it gets hit pretty hard. That's really the problem. I don't think that I can trust JT Brubaker, otherwise known as Coffee Cakes, to have a good enough sinker to make him worthwhile on my 12-teamers, but he is a streaming option, especially with that good slider, and yeah, on a given day, if the sinker doesn't get crushed, he can have a really good start. That's kind of the story of the Pirates pitchers. Same with Contreras. Contreras uh same with mitch keller i guess too i mean as long as he's throwing enough strikes with the slider but yeah that's jt brubaker streaming option it's a it's a volatile streaming option uh 15 teamers i think i'm just gonna be too frustrated i don't think that he's gonna really hit a ceiling of consistency that we want to see because that sinker is just not good enough vince velasquez is likely to get the fifth spot he started for the chicago white Sox when they were injury laden in the beginning of the year, then he moved to the bullpen. The Pirates signed him. It feels like, yeah, he, you're just going to get the, uh, the opportunities while the young guys, Ortiz and Aviado, are going to be fill-ins through the year once there's rotation spots opening up, which are sure to happen, especially with a team that has Velasquez and Rich Hill inside of it. What do you expect from this? Well, Velasquez has had a 12% plus swing strike rate on his four-seamer through the years. I don't think he has the best command of it. And I don't think he's going to have that around 200 batting average allowed that he had last year. Uh, Velasquez's four-seamer has gone down in swing strike rate and in velocity, allowed more hard contact. The slider is not that stellar number two pitch, and the curve isn't really much to talk about. So from that angle, I don't think Vince Velasquez really is something to believe in. He hasn't been for a while at this point, and I would not really consider Vince Velasquez for any leagues uh, moving forward. Rare streaming type essentially. Now, Luis Ortiz or Johan Avellado, there's a lot of hype surrounding Luis Ortiz. The guy throws like 99 miles per hour, has some ridiculous lateral movement, and they'll say, look, like outside of that last start, he was putting up some fantastic numbers. He had a 0.2 inning start against the Cardinals, just like walked the entire team. So we want to move past that. Still, I think there's too much to fix with Luis Ortiz. He throws 99 miles per hour, great, but it's Lateral, And he did not have a 10% swing strike rate, despite that velocity. There were some beautiful looking ones, but I don't think that Ortiz's fastball is actually that good. Meanwhile, the slider gets lots of whiffs, but he really does struggle with command, Luis Ortiz, at this moment. And it's gorgeous to watch him. I mean, he took down the Yankees. He took down the Cubs. It is really fun watching it. And I think it's going to be a headache when when he starts. The fastball is volatile the whole thing is still volatile and throw that in with the lack of wins the log jam and the rotation the likely cap that he's uh, of of pitches inside of his starts probably like 80 85 not going to be unleashed to 95 100 and I don't think the fastball is going to miss enough bats I don't I don't know if it's going to be like a 20% hard contact rate that we saw last year like the x average was sub 200 but again 16 innings is all we saw this is going to be too much of a headache. There's way too much risk I think at the moment for Luis Ortiz. And I think I'm seeing him go in 12 teamers at the moment. He might not even be starting to begin the year. And I know that it's confusing considering how excited I was to watch Luis Ortiz and he can be so much fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. I will get hyped at seeing beautiful pitches executed. I don't have faith that Ortiz has a good enough has good enough consistency and command. To be a starter, you actually want to roster in 12 teams. It's just too much risk at this moment. And then there's Johan Aviado. And I actually remember, I think it was 2020, maybe it was 2021, that I saw Johan Aviado start for the Cardinals. And I remember just saying, like, there is something here. And there still is. I think, actually... Among all these Pittsburgh Pirates pitchers, Johan Aviedo has the highest chance of actually becoming a super legitimate pitcher. I think his ceiling is the highest, is what I'm trying to say. And the reason for that is he has a slider that has a 70% strike rate last year. Good movement on it and all of it. And his fastball, the delivery of it, he has a low uh, VAA. It was under five. I, I did a whole thing with on the stream about Alex Chamberlain's pitch leaderboard. And you can actually see that he improved his uh, his release point and everything to actually get flatter. And I think there's something there to it. He throws 96-97 with it. And he also has ex- excellent extension on his fastball. The problem... His location of it. He had 32% YM lock on his four-seamer. Essentially, he couldn't make up his mind. Where in the zone does he want his four-seamer to be located? Nothing was 50% plus. If Johan Aviado next year is throwing over 50% high-lock, not even like 60-70%, which I really want him to be. If he's just above 50%, maybe 55% high-lock on his four-seamer, I think you're going to see that 7% swing strike rate on the fastball turn into 10, 11, 12%, if not more. I I legitimately believe in this pitch. And then you throw in the fact that he has a really good slider that he gets a ton of strikes with. And there's also a curveball that he mixes in there too. 36% CSW, by the way, on that slider. I am really hyped by this. I think he can do it. I think he actually has this potential to be unlocked. Now... The Pirates, as I mentioned, are they actually going to give him the guidance that Aviedo needs? And is he going to get the opportunity to mess around with it? I don't know. But if you're looking for a legitimate dark horse sleeper, I think Johan Aviedo is actually the one to go for. I was looking up NFBC draft champions drafts, not the Gladiator ones, about 550 in ADP. I think that there's something here for Johan Aviedo. And more so for uh, than anyone else inside of this rotation, if you can believe it, it's crazy. I know, but I think he's that close to getting it. And all that he needs is just focusing on high lock with four seamers with consistency. And I watched some of this with the, against the Cubs, and where were they located? Where were the, where was the intent? It was outside. Glove was middle of the plate, right? And that's what he was trying to pinpoint. It kind of reminds me of Luis Castillo's release. And you saw what he did with the Mariners once he actually started to try and elevate with four seamers. There you go. That was it. Slider got better too. Ugh. I kind of think it's there. Uh, Dynasty Leagues. I think I would be pursuing Johan Aviedo now. Now is the time, I think, to do it. I I, I kind of just want to be like, hey, Yankees, can you make a deal that's like Brian Reynolds and Johan Aviedo for, I don't know, deal something that's of value? And that would be it that's what I would have loved to see but um but yeah i i I can't stop I don't know I it's just I see it I see that path I really want to emphasize here that is a change that needs to happen and i have not seen it yet right I don't want you in 12 teamers to go and take him absolutely not he doesn't even have a spot in the rotation as of right now but don't forget the name that's all I'm saying okay That is going to do it for this edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. It is public now. Leave a rating and review as well. And of course, we got PitchCon coming up soon. Uh, On Wednesday, the 25th of January, 100%, 100% of everything we raise in that is going to the ALS Foundation. So make sure you show up. Enjoy all the the four days of, of conferences from 11 to 10 Wednesday through Saturday, and good luck winning all of those wonderful prizes. I can't wait for that. But that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bats below and your strikeouts high. At Bet Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-point at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two-for-two two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be President of Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
0: If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits. Business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card. Buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park.
3: Yellowstone, check.
0: Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw.
0: Coming in hot